Hello and welcome to the Midweeks with Pastor Rob. This is our journey through Romans. We are looking at Romans chapter 1, and this is part of a book study I'm doing with some friends, and so if this is yours, I hope you're doing it well. Um, someone shared with me the other day, you know, that they felt like when it came to book studies, a lot of it was slogging, but then every once in a while you find a real gem that would make it all worthwhile. So um, sometimes we need to just put in the time and the effort with a book study. We're learning, and then in the midst of that, God can show up and really impress upon us what we need to hear. So we're in Romans chapter 1, and we're in this um, initial section where Paul is sharing his prayers with the Romans, and he's going to express to them that he's wanted to see them for a while, but it hasn't happened so far, and part of his mission for wanting to see them, he's going to share in this introduction. So I'm looking at verse 9 here, and he says, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow by God's will I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you that I might impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. I want you to know, brothers, that I've often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented, in order that I may reap some harvest among you as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation, both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish, so I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. There's a few section, things in this section that really have stood out to me. Okay, Number one, Paul is praying for these people. Paul was a major, major prayer. He says in 1 Corinthians that he speaks in tongues more than any of the Corinthians did, which is an amazing thing to say because the uh, Corinthians, some of them, they were just praying in tongues all the time, so much so that it was disturbing their meetings together. So he was a man of prayer, praying in tongues, regular prayer, praying for his churches, praying for the Romans. He prayed for them regularly, regularly, regularly. And the thing, the reason he was praying for them so much was because he wanted to go see them. He was on this mission to build that church up as well as be encouraged by what's going on there. And I love this um, thing he says, okay? So he says he wants to strengthen them with his spiritual gift. And he wants them to be mutually encouraged, and he wants to have a harvest from them. There's kind of these three interactions in big sweeping ways that he talks about. He says, I want to strengthen you, I want us to be mutually encouraged, and I want to harvest from you. So what does it mean to be strengthened? Okay, so Paul is seeing himself as somebody who has um, a gift that he can share with this church that will build them up in Christ. And it's part of his apostolic ministry, part of his teaching ministry, and he's just a carrier of the gospel. So he sees himself coming to them and sharing the truth of Jesus and them being built up. And what we can learn from that is that as Christians, we are people who need strength. Okay, we, we become weak over time and we need strengthening. And that strengthening comes through uh, the ministry of the word, through the ministry of other people's faith coming to us. We're meant to be connected. We're meant to be in community. We're meant to be um, sharing our faith and and seeing other people's faith and being strengthened by the ministry of the word of God. And so Paul's saying, I'm going to come and I'm going to bring the word and I'm going to strengthen you with my faith and I'm going to also be strengthened by you as I see your faith. So there's going to be this mutuality of it. And this is wonderful. You know, Paul is in one sense kind of one of the most um, 
God anointed people on the planet at that time between him and Peter. You know, he's one of the most God appointed people traveling, planting churches, writing letters, performing powerful miracles. And so he says to this church he's never seen before, my expectation is that when I come to you, I am going to be encouraged by your faith. And the thing that's going on here, I think, is that he knows that wherever Jesus is working, there's something to be encouraged about. He's expecting to go there and see Jesus working in this church and go, oh, this is so good. God, you're amazing. You're working in this church. I'm so grateful. And Paul is a man, as we heard last time, about thankfulness. He's learned how to um, enjoy what God is doing, no matter where he's doing it. And so he's expecting to come with the gifts that God has given him in order to uh, strengthen this Roman church and by seeing their faith and hearing what God is doing in them to be built up in himself. And he also says that he's expecting to have a harvest. And so I think par- partially what he's meaning there is that um, he's hoping that as he encourages them, they will turn around and give him um, financial support on his missionary journey. He says at the end of this letter, he wants to go into Spain to plant churches there. And so he kind of sees there being a mutuality in this, that he would come with the gospel and strengthen them spiritually, and that they in turn would help him by providing him support materially, material support on his missionary journey. One of the great things um, that Paul talks about here is this interesting thing of saying he's under obligation. He's under obligation to the Greeks and to the barbarians, to the foolish and the wise, to preach the gospels to them. This is a really interesting thing. And I, I was turned on to this thought by a, by a sermon by John Piper. And he was just saying, we often can think, you know, if people don't know about God, that, you know, poor them, or wouldn't it be nice some someone helped them, or we could be like against them. But Paul saw that where there were people who did not know Christ or where there were people who were foolish or where there were people who were not strengthened, he was under an obligation to go there and to help them, to go there and to preach to them. Wherever there was no Jesus, he was under obligation. As somebody who was an apostle and who had Christ and had been rescued by grace, he was under obligation to them. And I just am so impacted by this idea. I've been mulling it over and seeing how it can work its way out in my life of being under obligation to those who don't know Jesus to help them to know Jesus. Okay, This is an amazing thing. So Paul is saying, I want to come to Rome to preach to you, to strengthen you, um, because I'm obligated to. I've been given this gift. I've been given this ministry. I've been given this grace. And it makes me obligated to share it with people who who could need it or who do need it. And I just think this is a really powerful way of looking at the world. If we have Christ and if we have gifts and if we have something to share, we're actually under obligation to help those who don't. And may the Lord help us to work that out in ways pleasing to him. Which brings me to kind of the last thing I wanted to point out. It says, Paul's two times says, you know, I've intended to come to you. I wanted to come to you, but been prevented. I've been asking to come to you. And it's really interesting. Um, just Paul sharing with them, I have wanted to come to you a lot sooner than now, but it hasn't worked out. And he says, I have been prevented. So this is, he's focusing on himself being prevented. And you kind of don't know who's doing the preventing. Does he feel like Satan was, pre- was against him somehow? I don't know. 
what, was it just the Lord? I know that in all things, Paul would say, ultimately, you know, God is in charge here. And so it's the Lord who's allowed this preventing to happen. But here God is, or Paul is submitting himself to the sovereignty of God. I have wanted to come for a long time, but, but God hasn't let me, me come yet. And so I'm really excited that it looks like it's going to happen. And I'm sending this letter ahead of me to kind of pave my way, share with you my gospel. And so that you can be blessed by this letter. And then when I come, you can welcome me into um, strengthening you and welcome me into being supported by you. I think that's what he's saying here. And it's a great launch into um, his, his excitement about the gospel and its offer of free grace to all who believe, creating a people who are righteous with the righteousness of God. This is Romans. Be blessed.